What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and behave towards an intended goal. We believe that what we say, think, and do governs our ability to make progress towards our goal and ultimately lead to success. In simple terms, it's the action of being intentional and making progress on purpose. And if you're new to the POP family, welcome. You certainly don't think that you are here by chance, but I believe that there is value in listening to this show. So after this episode, please leave an honest review and rate the show. Thank you in advance. And to our dedicated listeners, hey, we are back with another purpose-filled episode, and I'm so happy to have you back. Help us grow this community by sharing the show with a friend, coworker, or loved one who you think will find value in this community. As usual, I gotta say thank you for continuing to support the show by way of listening, by way of even shopping the merch shop at www.makeprogressonpurpose.com. You guys have been showing out, purchasing the t-shirts, purchasing the jewelry. If you have not seen it, please go ahead and check it out. We have some great things. I will be sure to link the website below so that you can check that out. But today, I'm really, 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 really excited because today is a special episode. You guys know that Father's Day is coming up here in um, the United States, and I'm sure in many other parts of the world. We celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day. Now, although they are not these national holidays, we do take the time um, to celebrate the fathers of the world and the mothers of the world. And this episode is the special Father's Day episode that I have asked a very special father, a very special man to join us on the show today to talk about the hallmarks of a a great father and what his journey has been like as a father. So let me introduce you to today's guest, okay? I talk about this man all the time on the podcast And you can hear in my voice that I'm really excited to introduce him. So I am talking about a man who, to me, is the epitome of a great dad. He's not only a great dad, but he's also a great friend and a great, amazing husband. Yep, I'm talking about my own man. And I've invited him today to share his experience, and I know that you're going to receive so much value from our conversation because not often do we get the opportunity to hear from the male perspective or even their side of the coin. So I do believe that after today, you're going to know just how amazingly dope my husband is and even more so how amazing of a dad he is. So without further delay, I would like to introduce you to my husband, my life partner, Mr. Thomas Hardy. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us in this community, I know a lot of times you do listen to the show, but look, you on the show now today, so it's all about you. And guess what? You represent in the voice of the fathers. So we want to hear. We are, I mean, we're leaning in, like we are leaning in to hear what you have to say today about what it means to be a, a dad and what that experience has been like for you. So thank you. 
You're very welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I really do feel like a celebrity right now. Like this is like better than Wendy. This is like, this is top notch stuff right here. Um, I'm just so happy and proud of you, Michelle, for all that you do. You know, I'm your biggest supporter. There's nobody who supports you bigger than me. I don't care who says it. Um, and I'm just so happy of all the progress that you've made so far and all the listeners that are tuning in each week to your shows. This is completely awesome. Well, thank you, husband. I do appreciate you so very much. And yes, you are my biggest supporter. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this because I have some questions for you that I believe are going to drive our conversation, but more importantly, it's going to cause you to give us some insight on what it's like to be a dad. Um, and you are, to me, not just a, a regular dad. Like, can we talk about it for a second? When I met you, it was your commitment to your child that attracted me to you. So let me give you guys just a quick snapshot. We're going to get into it. But I met Thomas in um, 2016. Was it 2016 or 2015, Thomas? Officially, 2016 is when we met. Okay. So we met in 2016, like you said. Um, <laughs> we're going to have no, to say... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was 2015. I'm very sorry, babe. Okay, we don't have time to get into that, uh, the meeting <laughs> that, of all of that. We're, that's, that's a whole nother show. Whole nother that's show. show. <laughs> yes, but um, I was in a place, guys, where I wasn't really checking for nobody right now I, in that moment. I really wasn't. And when Thomas approached me to, you know, just befriend me, I was very standoffish. I was not ready. But I paid attention as I became his friend. I paid attention to his relationship with his daughter, his relationship with the other women in his life, his mother, his sister, and even his child's mother. I paid attention to all of that. And what ended up happening to me was that I fell in love with who I saw him to be. And truth be told, I say this all the time, I fell in love with his daughter and just who she was as a result of being parented by him like that to me was um it spoke volumes to to who he was just by what I saw in her so um Thomas you can jump in and really walk us through um just some of your your history as it relates to being a dad and and being the the type of father that you were you were a single father for many years right and mm -hmm. um you know even in that there's so much because and i'll get into it later but i have some questions that are related to like how you even navigated that process but just talk to us for a second about your experience with your child um yeah so well, first of all, let me say that, um, you know, me wanting and willing to be a father for my child was very important to me, even from a young age, um, dealing, you know, coming from a person who 
you know, parents were divorced when I was like seven. And, you know, my dad not really being in the picture, um, like I probably would have wanted him to. One of my prayers as a young, a young, young man was that I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to be married. And I knew that I wanted to be a father. Um, it's almost, I guess you could say it's almost like I wanted to make up for what I didn't have. And I'm not blaming anybody for that, but I just know that I wanted to be the best I could be. I wanted to be the best husband I could be. I wanted to be the best father I could be. So now, you know, coming into the situation where now I have to be a single parent, um, it was... It, it was, you know, it was a lot of days challenging. It was a lot of days like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like the first night, you know, my daughter came to live with me uh, to go to school with me and everything like that. I had to wash her up. And I'm like, okay, God, what is going on? Like, I, it, I had like almost a nervous breakdown because like, this is really happening. Like I really have a six-year-old daughter who is now looking up to me to make sure that she is dressed right, that her hair is done uh, consistently, that her clothes are clean. Like, I'm teaching her the values of how to be a young lady, um, how to handle herself and how to, you know, clean herself. And it was like, okay, God, you're going to have to really do something here because as much as I wanted this, I am lost right now. So, you know, just spending days of just praying to God, like, you know what, God, you put me this in this for a reason. You said that this is what is going to happen in my life. This is what's going to make me, uh, make me and prepare me for my future, for my wife, for my bigger family. So I can do this with your help and with your guidance. I know I can do this. So Yes, I'm here today to speak now on the fatherhood, and it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Okay. I, I feel like you were just about to go into some of the challenges, uh, or maybe I can even ask that question, um, because you just said that it has been a journey, um, and you said that you you didn't have the answers and you had to rely on God to guide you through many of those challenges. If you could mm -hmm. recall, what were some of the more meaningful moments or even challenges that you've experienced thus far as a dad? Well, you know, um, I mean, let's just talk about, you know, going to work. I mean, right. As of right now, I've been on my job, uh, February was my 14 year anniversary on my job. Um, and you know, I, as you've told the people before, I'm also a musician. So one of the things that was very challenging was, you know, going to work, being able to juggle work and being able to still try to keep some type of personal interest of my passion there. Um, by playing music, but it actually turned into a thing where like, I needed to play the music because that was another stream of income for me besides my job because, you know, where we lived, I had to get a two bedroom apartment because I didn't want to have less than what would be comfortable for Zion myself. So I wanted to make sure that we had a two bedroom apartment. I want to make sure that the rent was paid on time. 
wanted to make sure that you know food was on the table uh her clothes were clean her hair was done all those expenses that came in it came very challenging um so you know you have to now i have to start taking gigs and uh, making sure that after work I'm getting ready for rehearsal, but I got to make sure I go pick her up from where she is so she can get fed. And most of the time she had to come with me to rehearsal and we were out to nine and 10 o'clock at night. So once we get home, you know, we have to make sure that she's cleaned up and ready for bed. And the same process the next day, because that's what you had to do. And it became unchallenging and it actually became a blessing because in the in while that was going on she was able to learn the different things about what i was doing so she was able to learn theater because i do a lot of drumming for musical theater and she was able to learn theater and she was able to meet older kids that had her involved in helping out with the stage and painting and getting the set ready for the showtime and you know seeing how the production gets put on and seeing daddy work in the pit and reading music and learning about all the different things that go on in the musical life and she knew that i was coming from work so she she basically had a work schedule too it was like okay daddy's gonna pick me up from work and then we we, we have to get ready for the show so it wasn't just daddy has to get ready for the show we have a show so she put herself a part of the show so she became something amazing and then that caused her to actually start performing in shows. So you, you took a challenge and we turned that into something that was a blessing. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Even just hearing the stories that you tell again. Um, it, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but your consideration for how you think about everything pertaining to her is so admirable. Um, and just how you speak about, you know, making sure that her hair was done, making sure that she felt good in what she was doing. Um, and the, the excitement, as you just described, that she had as she was going to the performances with you, it just speaks volumes to the, um, the, it speaks volumes to what you were giving her in those moments. Even if they were never spoken, you were giving her different experiences. And I'm curious as to if you could think back in the moment, were there times where you felt like it wasn't enough or it wasn't what you ultimately desired, but you knew you were doing what you had to do? Oh, it was a lot of times. Um, it was a lot of times. I mean, you know, once you start to get into a routine where, you know, you're waking up, you go on, you're getting everybody dressed for work. You're making sure that um, your daughter's had breakfast. You're making sure you're dressed and making sure she's dressed. Drop her off at school, go to work, pick her up, go to rehearsal or go to a rehearsal at church, come back home start the next day you know it starts it starts to be like okay god you know we we got here but what 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 is next because i'm lost and especially at the times where you know i was single i guess you could say 
it was very interesting because, like I said, I always wanted to be married. I knew I always wanted to have a family. And, you know, the, the, the worst times is, unfortunately, sometimes I would find myself pushing too hard to have a family so quick. Um, just because I thought of my, I wanted my daughter to have a complete family. So say it again. In the home. You mean. In the home. Yes. Um, so I really pushed for that. And sometimes that wasn't the right decision because, you know, I didn't consult God about it. I just kind of did it myself. So you was out here single and seeking. Let's make it real plain. <laughs> you try to make it pretty, but yes. I'm going to make it plain for my listeners. You were out here single and seeking. Hold up. Let mm -hmm. me talk. Let me tell the story. Go let ahead, me go tell ahead. the story. You was out here single and seeking and looking for what you thought was going to fill a role but not really considering her in the process. Hey, intentional people. I had to interrupt the show to tell you about a resource that I know we can all benefit from. As go-getters and goal-getters, sometimes we get stuck, we get hindered, and we find ourselves needing help in one area or another. I know personally, I lived for many years, hindered by the opinions of others, which led to many insecurities and setbacks. It took more than prayer to get me out of the funk that I was in. What helped so much was talking to a licensed therapist who helped me get to the root of my issues so that I could build myself back up to see myself as God sees me. I began seeing a therapist on a consistent basis and it changed my life. This is why I'm so excited to tell you about betterhelp.com. It is a secure online professional counseling service that is available for clients worldwide. Let me tell you about four things I absolutely love about this service. First, there is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network that may not be locally available in many areas. You can log on to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so that you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. BetterHelp.com is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Progress on Purpose podcast listeners get a special discount of 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash POP, which helps save more money off of this amazing service. Visit betterhelp.com slash POP to start a conversation today. You never know. It may be the most important conversation of your life. That's betterhelp.com slash POP. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash P-O-P. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, because, you know, let's, I mean, let's just be honest here. You know, I'm a father, but I'm also 
a man. A good looking man. A good looking man. <laughs> um, Big Pop is what they call me. But, uh, you know, before actually uh, getting residential custody of Zai, you know, I didn't have to worry about certain things. So, you know, I could go out, I can go to the clubs and I could go out with the boys and stuff like that and have a couple of drinks and, you know, scope out some, you know, some fine woman. You know what I'm trying to say? That's what, you know, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Guys are, you know, they're out there looking to see who they can find and talk to and everything like that. But then, you know, Zai comes and it's like, okay, my focus has to be somewhere else. I can't hang out with the guys anymore. I can't uh, go out to the club during the weeknights. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to be home making sure she's good, making sure her homework is done, making sure she's fed, making sure she's protected, making sure she's safe. Because, you know, as a father, our first jobs are being protectors of our family, right? Mm -hmm. So I couldn't be out doing that stuff no more. So after a while, I'm like, okay, this is what I got to do. But at the same time, I'm still remembering like, okay, I got this one thing going, but okay, God, where's my wife at? You know, like, all right, <laughs> you know, Zai's good now. Can I, can I, can I be, you know, happy too? You know, Zai's good. She's happy. Can I be happy? Can I have a wife now? Can I, and you know, it, it just wasn't my time, but because I tried to push it and I tried to push it on Zai, you know, things didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out because it wasn't in God's will for me to be married or have someone at that time. He wanted my focus to be totally on the task at hand. I love that. I love how you put that too. Because I think that's important to realize. Sometimes we want something um, <laughs> that it is simply just not our timing. Um, and it's so funny because when I met you, uh, I think I met you, Zai was around 11 years old at this time. And um, when I first met you, I, I knew you were interested in me and you were trying to court me, but I just was like, mm, let me just take this very, I was very cautious to say mm -hmm. the least. Um, and very, I, I was kind of nasty to you, but I was nasty to you because I had my own set of issues. But you, I guess, had already gone through a period of, um, what am I trying to say? There was something that took place in your life that taught you to be a little bit more patient. And it taught you to be a little bit more um, resilient because you would have easily passed me on for the way that I was treating you if you didn't have prior experiences that were not, um, that didn't work out the way that you wanted them to. I believe it made you more patient. It made you pay a little bit more attention, um, made you a little bit more resilient, made you smarter about your choices, made you more considerate about your child and your choices. So that by the time I came along um, as your wife, you could handle the little, you know, cat and mouse game, but at the same time, you weren't afraid to pursue me. Does that make sense? And am I making, does that sound correct to you? No, that definitely does sound correct. That definitely does sound correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. You hit it right on the nail. I love it. I love it. That's the way God is. He's so intentional. He's so, so intentional. <laughs> that he is. 
<laughs> so wait, let's talk about some intentional behaviors that you have done um, over the years to be a great dad. What are some things that you could toot your own horn for that you can say, I, you know, set these goals. I did X, Y, Z to make sure that I, I'm a great dad to my child. Well, the, the, the biggest thing that a child wants from their parents in general, but especially a father, they just, they, the biggest thing they're looking for to their father is for their father just to be there. Mm. That's one of the biggest thing they're looking for. They're looking for that security. They're looking for that role model. They're looking for that person who is the head of the family to be there for them so they can make the, him proud. You know, they want to be able to make the father proud and they want to be able to make sure that the father promotes their inner growth and their strength in them. You know, they want that um, feeling, they want that love because, you know, a mother's love and a father's love is similar, but, you know, you can get a different love from each one. A mother's love is very warming, is very emotional is very sensitive but father's love is you know he'll give you that strong edge that you know give you that tough you know feeling bear hug that you need to, to like you're always going to feel like wow i'm protected because my dad is here Absolutely. you know and you know unfortunately a lot of kids grow up looking for that and they find it in the wrong places because they don't have the father's love um, so I, I wanted to make sure, and even now as my daughter is 15, about to turn 16, you know, I'm, I'm letting her know, like, listen, I'm here. I'm here. You don't have to worry about where I'm going. You don't have to come find me. I'm here. So don't look for love. Don't look for things and places where, you know, you don't need to be because I'm here for you. Right. How do you show up for her? show i you know like she runs track i i do my best to make it to all the track meets when she runs track i make sure that if she needs something she can come to me i, I want her to be able to talk to me you know and you know she's getting a little older now so she's getting to that phase where you know dad you know she's embarrassed to talk about certain things and she hasn't told me about any boyfriends yet, but she already knows how that conversation is going to go. But, you know, even when she is ready to come to me with that conversation, you know, I want her to be able to be open. And, you know, even um, for me, down through the years, you know, that's something that I had to work on because, you know, no matter how much I, I'll consider myself to be a good father or somebody else will tell me I'm a good father, I've had my issues because I'm not perfect, right? I'm trying to be... I'm trying to get there, but I'm not there. So, you know, there's always something where you're going to be like, you know what, I need to work on this because I want my daughter to feel comfortable to come to me with her problems, to come to me with her issues. And, you know, it hasn't always been like that. So let me just say that real quick, because we don't want this to, you know, to, um, be like it's an all 100% perfect relationship because you do go through problems that you have to work out, that you have to iron out. You know, there be be times where you don't feel like talking to each other because you're mad at each other. But you have to be able to still be the father, and she still has to still be. She has to be able to still be the daughter. And as long as you realize 
what those relationships are and you don't overstep the boundaries, that's where the trust can really stay there. So it's, that's what I mean by being a father and by being there. I love that. I was actually going to ask that a, a similar question, um, but you went into it. My question was going to be, how did you grow in your fatherhood um, over the years as she grew, as she got older, as she no longer was wearing puffy dresses from Walmart and now she's stepping into shopping at Hollister and some of these more teen-based uh, stores wanting to, you know, dress like uh, an older kid, so to speak, how, and, and even in her, her language, her speech, her delivery, her um, demeanor, as all of those things changed, um, how, and if you can share more, that'd be great. How did you grow? How did you um, grow and evolve along with her evolution? Um, you know, you just, you just have to realize you have to realize what a child is looking for. Um, that's the first thing you have to do because what you may think that a child is looking for, it may not be what they're looking for. So give them the opportunity to express themselves. And you know, a lot of kids are really looking for, believe it or not, a lot of kids are looking for their fathers to be the disciplinarian of the family. They're not looking for the dad to just always, um, be like the pushover. They want you to be stern. They want you to um, be the person that's going to be hard on them and tough on them because that's really what a, one of the jobs of a father is. They want, you know, they want to know that, you know, dad, I made a mistake. Can I talk to you about it? Um, they, they want you to be open-minded. They want you to make sure that the father is teaching things to the kids that the children can appreciate. Um, you know, it may be that the kids are not exactly like him, and that's okay, too. They want to make sure that you're spending time with your child, like you're leading by example, that you're very supportive and very loyal to your child. Those are the things that they're looking for um, in a father. And if you have those traits, if you have those things, I think that you're in the right path, but also be able to show them uh, the way to God. You know, be able to show them, be able to make sure that they understand what prayer is. They may not do it, but as long as they know that prayer is one of the biggest options, if not the biggest options, what I think is, to, you know, hearing, to having God hearing you. If you're going through a situation, you know, and you maybe you can't talk to your dad about it, but you can talk to God about it always. Mm hmm I love that. Um, as an educator, I know that children need structure and they need love. Those are the two. Mm -hmm. um, those are the two things that kids need. They want you to love them, but they also want you to give them structure. And as a matter of fact, where structure is void, that's when they um, go haywire sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so. I could imagine that there have been times where you didn't want to have to um, be so rigid, but you, like you just said, because we haven't even talked about this. I'm, I'm actually really glad to hear that you've said these, these things, um, that there have been, there may have been times where you struggle in your decision 
to have to, you know, take something away or find a form of discipline that was appropriate for um, a particular action. And it may have broken your heart to do it because you don't really want to do it, but you understand that it had to be done because it's still only- struggling. Still struggling. <laughs> still struggling. Right. But um, I can say that because I grew up with a two parent household. Um, and one of the things that when I close my eyes at night, when I, any reflection that I have from my experience with my dad, I spent a lot of time um, with both of my parents at different seasons of my life. Now that I'm older, I spend more time with my mother because I'm in that womanhood phase. But when I was um, younger, I spent so much time with my dad. And I also um, was like a little daddy's girl. So kind of similar to, to Zai. But um, I can always remember my dad being present, like you said, being there, um, being uh, a voice of reason. I could always run to him. Um, and I, all, I also remember the structure that he put in place. Stuff I could say to my mother, I wouldn't dare say it to my father. I mean, even so much as a, a behavior. It, it didn't even have to be uh, um, a, like words. It could be actions. Stuff I could get away with with my mother, I could never even try it with my dad. And it wasn't that I, I knew that by experience. I just understood it without, I understood without ever having to um, have that experience that there was a difference in the love there was a difference in the um i think the way you put it was there's a difference in how things were done and so Mm -hmm. i totally 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 uh, love how you spoke to that because i believe that that is so 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 important um and for you know for families that are void of both parents it is it's very challenging to fill the other role um as an educator a lot of the times i see kids who don't have um a two-parent household right and Mm -hmm. so i'm always looking for my, my question is always okay well who's that uncle who's that cousin who's that aunt who's that um you know person that woman or man in the light in their life that um that fills that role um and one of the things the one of the things i love about mother's day and father's day is that we finally come to a place where we we celebrate the aunties and the cousins and the uncles and the you know people who um are part of the tribe are part of the village that um that go into helping to raise a child because guess what it does not come with a manual and even if you think that one parent is you know not making the right decisions or whatever the case is like you said prayer really really helps to make up the you know not to make up the difference but it helps to undergird the decisions that are made in a household and even protect the child. I always say this, um, and it's so funny because my husband and I, we, we, we have very different views, guys, when it comes to like little, little children. My husband hates to see a baby crying. He, he hates, like, it, the baby could be crying because the baby is just, 
tired, right? My husband's like, no, that baby should not be crying for no reason. So, and I'm like, babies cry. That's how they communicate. We're going to have an issue if you don't understand that, like, right? And, um, (laughs) and so, um, it's just so, so interesting to see how sometimes that like let's and this has actually happened i'll have like my our godson and at the time our godson was learning how to walk so i put him down so that he could you know stand up and as as he was standing up and you know trying to hold his legs up and everything he was starting to topple over thomas had a heart attack and i'm like bruh this is what babies do. And the point that I'm making is that I believe that, some, that that God protects babies. Like, I just don't believe that, you know, God's gonna allow something so tragic and so, you know, that's just, it could be, you know, total bogusness, but I really believe that. Like, babies do need to fall. Babies do need to, um, you know, kind of feel their way out. And in the process, God protects them. And so even as, you know, our daughter has grown up and she's going to experience different things. She's going to, you know, be a teenager. I still believe that with prayer, with, um, you know, the, the relationship that we have um, as co-parents, which is the next question I'm about to get into, um, with the three of us, I believe that with all of those um, things in place, it helps to support support our daughter. But I do want to shift gears a little bit because I want to ask how, how did you dad, (laughs) how did you navigate the co-parenting relationship with her mom? Um, And then, you know, once you started courting me and and married me, how did you maintain that? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, and everybody's probably going to get a chuckle out this, but if you know me, then there's going to be some type of comment in there. But it's it's very true. She liked you. (laughs) That's, I mean, if if, listen, if we could have a very transparent moment for a second, and I think we have the whole show, she didn't like any of my girlfriends. But... God, God brought in Michelle and she loved Michelle and she loves Michelle to this day. That's how we're, us three are able to co-parent our daughter. Um, and which is really, and, and that that's more of the reason why I know that I didn't consult God with everybody else because she confirmed that. She didn't like any of them, but she loved you. Um, but yeah, I mean, but to the point of even you just navigating a positive relationship, co-parenting. Yeah, you, I mean, her. you just, it's, it look, before listen, me, I mean, before honestly, me. Honestly, yeah, before you, I mean, we've, you listen, we've had our good days and we've had our very, very bad days. And that's just honest, honest. And, you know, explaining a sh- on a show like this, talking about this kind of topic, you have to be very honest because you never want to have anybody thinking that, you know, everything is going to be peaches and cream 100% of the time. That's definitely not the case. But we both, I believe, in our own ways decided that, listen, this has to work for our child. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to put our personal feelings for each other to the side, no matter if we can't stand each other, no matter if we, if we like each other, 
whatever it is. And we're going to have to focus on the, the little girl that we both brought into this world together. And I think once we both got to that decision, that is not about us anymore. It's not about who did what to who. It's not about who's dating who. It's not about you said this or I said this. It's all about the beautiful little girl that we brought into this world. Let's take that energy, that negative energy that we were focusing on, all that crazy stuff for so long, and let's put that energy into positive energy for our daughter. And I think once we did that, the relationship got a lot stronger. We used to, we, you know, there were even times where we're able to do stuff together mm-hmm. um, as parents. Um, you know, I remember one time, you know, I was single, just had got out of a relationship and, you know, we decided to take Zai to New York for her birthday together. And, you know, it was a, gr- it was a really great day. It was no fighting, no bickering. Um, you and people were, were like, "Hey, y'all together now?" And we was like, "No, we're just co-parenting," you know, because we wanted to. We wanted our daughter to see us together, being happy together, to take care of our child. So it wasn't about us; it was about how we wanted our daughter to look at us, because we both want the best for our daughter. We want her to grow up. We want her to have a family of her own. Um, we want her, her to know and understand good values of a family. You know, we don't, we, you know, we both came from the single parent home. So um, we understand what it is to be looking for love in all of the wrong places. And, you know, without a father to be there to toughen us up and to give us the hard, you know, rules and stuff like that. We both understand that. So we was like, you know what? No, we're not going to have that. We're going to have our daughter grow up. Um, the way she needs to grow up. So that's what it is. Coming to an agreement with the co-parent that, you know, put all that crazy stuff to the side. You know, it's not about us. It's about our daughter. Mm-hmm. I love that, Thomas. That's really, really beautiful. And I think it it's, can also be said that because you both have God in your life, it helps to guide um, guide some things. Like, and I, I mean... And that's even in that statement, no one is perfect, right? So no. there's there's that. And so even in those tumultuous relationships, even when it does seem like the other person is just being, you know, super hard, I do believe that there are boundaries when you are when you are Christ-like or Christ-minded. And so even mm-hmm. I, and I, I just want to make that point like. I believe that Christ does make the difference. Um, when I was entertaining you, I looked for your relationship with Zai's mom just to see what kind of relationship that it was. And I was and very pleased to see that, you know, you guys had a, um, a pleasant one because I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I'm walking into... Um, a very, very tumultuous uh, relationship, you know. A war zone. <laughs> a war zone. So I was grateful. Right. I was grateful because right. here's the thing. I was already in love with Zai. I was already in love with you. And it was Did the last... last part again? Did that last part again? <laughs> I was already in love with Zai by this point. I was already in love with you. No, no, no. I ain't say the... No, forget Zai. What was the other part? <laughs> I was in love with you. Yeah. 
And I wanted that last piece of the puzzle. It was a prayer of mine um, that, you know, I could have a, a great working relationship with um, your child's mother. So it has been, it has been great. I thank God for that. Um, I have a couple of questions for you as we wrap up. There are a couple of messages that I want you to leave the listeners with, okay? The okay. first one is I want to know what is your message for men who have children when they are choosing a mate? So the so men who have children, but they're looking for a mate. What advice could you give them? The advice I can give them is to consider your child's feelings. Mm -hmm. Consider your child's feelings. You want to elaborate there? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Um, when you when 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 you're finding a mate, unfortunately, it's a it's a it's it's a battle. Nine times out of ten, I could probably say it's a battle. The reason why I'm going to say it's a battle is because you're a man. So you find a beautiful woman who comes in and steals your heart. And, you know, you're just excited. You're, you're like, oh, my gosh, she likes me. She's so pretty. She's so fine. And, you know, you're a man. You get wrapped up in that. You know, because women, women have a way to have that, you know, that, that thing on you and you just all messed up. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to somehow, somehow say, listen, even though she's fine, even though she's beautiful, my first woman or, you know, I mean, if you have a daughter, you know, my first woman is right there. So I can't forget about my daughter. Now, if you have a son, you know, that's probably a little di different circumstance. Uh, but for me, you know, I have to remember that, you know, I have a lady who's looking up to me. So she's going to look up to see, did I kick her to the curb because this fine woman had walked in the house now? And I just, die, go to bed so I could spend time with this person? Or am I going to incorporate love all around? I love that you said that. And I do want to just interject because it is, it's the same for boy children. They want to see their parent. Um, first of all, they want to see their parent happy, but they also don't want to feel left out too. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's great. And I, I mean, you, that's what you did with us. Like you, we had triple dates. We all went out. We all went to the movies. We all went to dinner. You know, we had that's our right. things too, where it was just you and I, but you definitely, um, and then you definitely set up things for us. And then I set up things for Zai. Um, let, can I just tell y'all how he tricked me? So I told you guys how, um, I told you guys how I wasn't really interested in Thomas in the beginning, right? Because I just wasn't checking for nobody. And so his angle, he, I mean, I guess he went back home to the drawing board. I could actually see him on a drawing board, like <laughs> how I'm gonna get this to, how I'm gonna figure this one out. Cause this girl right here, she ain't, she not biting with the bait that I'm giving her. So he probably went back to the drawing board and while he was standing in front of the drawing board, Zai probably came by like, hey dad. And then he was like, ding, ding, ding. So this is what he did. 
Let me tell y'all what he did. He calls me one day. Hey, um, Zai needs some help with her homework. You think you could help her? You know, you a teacher and all. I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. I can help Zai. So I, you know, set up a time to call her and we get on the phone. And you became her tutor. I became her tutor, right? That's exactly what happened. And the rest was history. One day I took Zai to the mall. We was joint at the hip from that moment. And uh, that, that was the angle that Thomas, that Thomas, uh, that Thomas used. So Thomas, I don't know what kind of grades you got in geometry when you <laughs> was in high school, but honey, you got, you got them angles down pat because you definitely found a way into my heart and I'm grateful for it. Um, so thank you so much for answering that first question um, or giving that advice to men um, with children when they're choosing to mate. What advice would you give to women with children who are choosing to mate? I, I would honestly give that same advice. Um, but, you know, for a woman, you, you're really going to have to, yours is going to be a little harder, I think, because bringing a guy in to the house, um, you know, you, you really gotta, I mean, this is from the protective standpoint of a father to a child, you know, you really wanna make sure that the father or the, the man who is potentially gonna be, hopefully, you know, a stepfather to your kids, you're gonna wanna make sure that, you know, he's gonna be loving and he's gonna be on your side in terms of when you make decisions concerning because you know a guy's gonna come in and he's gonna try to win the woman um by spoiling the kids this is from example that's what he's gonna try to do that's gonna be an angle for him to spoil the kids because his angle is if i spoil the kids and i make them happy hopefully the mom's gonna see that oh yeah he's a good guy because he's spoiling the kids and that could just all be a show just to get in and then what happens when he's in and then it doesn't work out because it's changed to another person so prayer is really going to have to be there for that and that may not be all guys let me just go there that may not be all guys but you know the easy answer is equally you're just going to have to make sure that the child is still uh feeling like they're still there that they're in the room like you know you're in the room watching TV. Hey, mom, I'm right over here. I'm still here. You know, and the mom is like all lovey-dovey. Jesus, in heaven, hearts flying all around in the air. You know, you just got to make sure that you never leave the child out. Never leave the child out. Always make the child feel that they are still there because that's what they want. They want to, they want to be seen. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. And they want to be loved. Thank you so much for that. Um, I love that because it, it, it is true. Us as women, we lead with our, our heart and our ears. So when we see, you know, oh, he, he is interested in my kid or, oh, he does say the right things around me to my kid. That is all we need to, he to hear um, mm -hmm. or to see. But if I could just add, we have to be as women, um, 
you know, exercising discernment and paying attention. Sometimes we're so like lost in the clouds that we don't see what's really going on. And I always say this, time tells all things. So even, you know, given a little bit more time to, to make sure that the man is not um, selling wolf tickets and he's, he's, he's genuine about who he is. And you know what my secret was? I'm going to tell y'all my secret. I didn't have children, but um, my secret to really knowing Thomas at, in the very beginning, I listened to him. I listened to his friends talk about him. I listened to how they spoke about him when he would take me, um, you know, to meet the different people in his life, his uh, play parents and, you know, other people in his, his life that he uh, grew up with. I paid attention to how they spoke about him. And it made me very comfortable to trust that the person that I was seeing on a day-to-day basis was the same person that they saw. That for me was so important because, you know, (laughs) as uh, her says in one of her songs, you know, you can give me one thing, but is that really who you are when you around everybody else? And so I would just add that tidbit, like pay attention, ladies, um, because who they are when they around you and your kid may be very different from who they are. And, and eventually, honey, the lights come on and mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see and sometimes it's too late. Right. So mm-hmm. there's that. I want to say this for especially men who are dealing with the issue of abandonment from a father that they feel as though it's not there or the father is really just not there. One of the things that helped me was not giving in, and it's easier said than done because everybody's not the same, but not giving in to making the wrong decision because I'm, I feel abandoned. Um, I was fortunate enough to have different father figures in my life. So my dad wasn't there. You know, me and my dad talk now, I love him. You know, we don't talk every day. We don't have the strongest relationship, but you know, we talk, you know, we we call and check on each other, but you know, he just really wasn't there when I was growing up as a child. But I was fortunate enough and God uh, was gracious enough to place different men in my life that I considered father figures. I mean, I had a three different, four, three or four different teachers who just weren't my teacher. They really became like family to me. They really made sure that I was okay. Um, you know, and now I'm friends with them uh, because I got a chance to teach along with them after I graduated high school. And I, you know, my, um, my second dad, um, his name is uh, Bruce Smith. He was really, I, I, I watched him with his three sons and, you know, I'm friends with all of the sons and, you know, they would allow me to go, go over there and spend time with them. I, I don't, not only did I spend time, I spent like Thanksgivings with their family. They allowed me to come into their home and spend countless Thanksgivings with their family. Um, so he is a big inspiration to me. Um, just, you know, find someone Find someone that you can open up to, that you know you can consider a father because they're out there. You know, it may be your godparent, it may be your uncle, it may be 
your pastor. It may be someone. Just find someone. Don't just give up and just make decisions based off of your emotions and based off of you being being or feeling alone. Find someone that you can open up to and talk to. Because there is someone who wants to listen to your story. There is someone who wants to show you the love and affection that you need to get through to this life. Everyone is not a bad person. There are good people out here who really want to see you succeed in life and be the best man or woman that you can be. Thomas, um, my love, the last question that I have for you is what lesson or impartation um, would you like to leave or impart rather to your children or to your child? No matter where you go in life, no matter what great things you do, because I believe that great things are going to happen. Um, if you just apply everything that you were taught, everything that you learned, but no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter where you, who you meet, always, always, always keep prayer in your life and keep God in your life. That's my biggest, that's my biggest thing for you. I love that. And I think that that's a great message to impart. And that's something that I believe you impart on a daily basis anyway. Um, but thank you, Mr. Hardy, so, so much for joining. You're very welcome, Mrs. Hardy. <laughs> thank you for joining us here on the Progress on Purpose podcast. I told you guys that it was going to be a great episode. I would hope that you would leave a review. Um, and make sure that you rate the show. Um, I do need to say this, that my husband, um, he is not just a great husband, but he is the head of household. And as the head of household, he has, he wears many hats. Thomas, if you could tell us a little bit about the different businesses that you have and share how we can find out um, about your businesses and how we can work with you. So tell us about TLH, tell us about Big Papa, give us the rundown. Okay, well, TLH Percussion is um, a percussion-based business that offers different services. So we offer drum lessons, we offer drum consulting. So basically we, you know, we are hired to come out and clean your drums and tune your drums, put new heads on for your drums, make sure that, that they're ready for your services. Um, we are hired um, to... Or whatever, not just services, it's whatever the uh, event yeah, is. or whatever event it is. Well, we are hired to go out and perform um, for your show, whether it be musical theater, whether it be church, whether it be R&B, any style of music, you know, I'm, pre I'm pretty versatile in those spaces. Um, and then we do we do do shows here live in the cave where we, as a free um, um, publicity for you, we have an artist come down and you know allow you to show your talent and your God gift God given abilities to the Facebook live community. So that's what CLH Percussion is all about. Um, and then we have Big Papa Teeth's catering. Woohoo! Um, yeah. Um, that's a family thing. That's that's just not me. That's a family thing. We're all a part of that. Um, where we offer some of the best pulled pork and pulled 
barbecue chicken sandwiches that you can have on this side of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do, we are available for vending. We are available for um, your, when you want to have trades for your next event, whether it be a wedding or whether, whether it be whatever you're doing, a cookout, a family reunion, we're here for you. And then we do our sales monthly where you're able to come and just grab a sandwich. And along with that, we have the famous, and I mean the famous, the famous, 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 Michelle's famous coleslaw. Oh. <laughs> Go along with that. Yeah. And we have, yes. And we have a host of different voluntary staff that comes in. So from time to time, you may see some different faces there, but they are all a part of the Big Papa T's family. And they love helping out and making sure that you know, our cup, our customers are taking taking care with a family smile and some great barbecue. Listen, so look out. Listen, guys, okay? I'm not biased. I, I mean, you may think that I am, but I'm not biased when I say this. My husband has perfected barbecue sauce. Like, it's a real thing. Um, so very soon you're going to be able to experience that around the world um so you definitely want to get connected um if you are in jersey and you catch one of our sales make sure that you don't just get the barbecue sandwich um but make sure you get the deluxe with the coleslaw on it that i make because i promise you i have made believers um out of my coleslaw people who are like oh no i don't mess with coleslaw i don't eat coleslaw they try my coleslaw and they are sold um, you can find TLH Percussion um, has a Instagram, right? Is it T Hardy Drums? T Hardy Drums, yeah. T Hardy Drums, and on Facebook, what is it? On Facebook, it's I think on Facebook is T Hardy Drums too, actually. Perfect, and yeah, then T Hardy, Drum, Hardy Drums on Facebook and Big Papa T's Catering Co on Facebook. Yep, and then if you are looking into um, Connecting with us for Big Papa Tees, you can go to www.bigpapateescateringco.com. You can find out about our next sale, as well as any of the products and services that are there. But I am wrapping up today's show. I think it was awesome. Thank you so much, husband, for giving us your wisdom and your knowledge. It certainly was a pleasure to talk to you. I learned a lot about you, even from our conversation. And I can't wait till this is over so I can run downstairs and give you a big old hug. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I am waiting. I am waiting right now. Arms <laughs> open. I love it. So um, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in and make sure that you catch the next episode here on Progress on Purpose podcast. I love you all and I will see you very soon.